You're listening to Sunday Worship at Weddington Methodist Church. Find more ways to worship, fellowship, serve, study, and be supported at WeddingtonChurch.org. Will you pray with me? God, we're just so grateful for your love and for your grace. God, we are grateful for the privilege of worship, the privilege to be the church together. And God, as I now stand before these, your people, for this is your church, I pray that this would be your message and not my own, through the name of Jesus Christ, amen. This has been one of those weeks where you kind of wrestle with God. It happens periodically. I had a a different scripture that was picked out, a different sermon theme that was already picked out, had already done the exegesis. That's where you do all the Bible study and, and, and try to figure out exactly what did that scripture mean? What was Jesus saying? What did it mean to the people then? What does it mean today? What are the nuances of the Greek or the Hebrew? All of that had been done, just still wasn't really clicking. And I kept hearing in the back of my head the words of Fred Craddock, who was my preaching professor at Emory, who said, Sunday morning is going to come whether you're ready for it or not. And I kept looking going, hey, God, we're getting closer. God, I'm running out of time. You know, kind of inspiration, pour it on, bring it on, bring it on. And then God and I had this dialogue where I just felt that God was going, well, just tell them why. Just tell them who you are and why. Sometimes we need just to be remembered, reminded rather of why. So I just want to share with you some things from my heart. And one of those is I love being your pastor. And there's not an announcement coming. So for those of you who are thinking, oh, no, he's setting us up. He's going to tell us something at the end. That's not happening. So relax. It's just a conversation But I I love being your pastor. I love sharing life with you. And I love sharing faith with you. And this became very real for me once again last week when we were placing up on the screens those 30 different pictures of people from our congregation that we've had a celebration of life and faith. People that have gone before us just in this past year. But I've been here 15 years. We've celebrated lives over and over again for so long. And it, it leads me to reflect about sharing life together with you. Sometimes I need to be reminded, why do I do what I do? Why, why is this important that we spend the time and the energy that we do into our faith, into our church? Last Sunday, for example, as I was out greeting people who were coming in to the sanctuary, Uh, I was saying hello, and this couple came in that I've known for a while, part of their lives, they're part of my life, and I went, hey, how are you? And I held out my hand, and, and she went, oh, no, I'm getting a hug, and gave me the biggest hug, made my day. I love that couple. I love that family. And it was so great. And then I turned around and someone else came over for a hug, and, and, I, and I realized, I need you. We are family. Being community together is so important. Sharing life, having people that, with whom we share life is, is actually vital. At the end, last Sunday of the 11 o'clock service, I was greeting people and, 
and, and I was talking to someone, and all of a sudden I felt this embrace around my waist, and I looked down, and it was a young man. And I'd gone through some life with their family as well. We had shared some life together, and he was just giving me this big hug, and I leaned down, and I gave him a big hug, and put my head down on the top of his head, and and then, you know, his brother came over and gave a big hug there, and, and you realize that's why I do what I do. Being in relationship with people, sharing God moments with people, is just such a vital part of who we are. I love you all. And as a result of that, one of the most important things in my life, or for me, is to help you have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. You see, our theology, when we get together and we talk about Jesus, and and sometimes we, we talk about Jesus almost so much to the point that it just becomes a name that rolls off, but but from the bottom of my heart, one of my goals is to help everyone that's part of the ministry of this church in my life to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because here's here's the good news and that is that God so loved the world and that includes you and includes me God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever would believe in him would never perish but have everlasting life that's the story of our faith and that's the story that we are called to share, and it's the calling that I've been given to share with you. As a matter of fact, this we're, we're getting close to Christmas. You're starting to see things happening, and we try our best in our home to wait till Thanksgiving's over. We don't want to lose Thanksgiving for Christmas, but I know we're getting ready to start putting up the Christmas decorations soon, and, and, and when we do, we'll, we'll put up all the nativity scenes in our home, and, and so many of them are so precious, and in some of our favorite ornaments, we have a collection of Santa Clauses that are holding the baby Jesus, or Santa Clauses that are kneeling before the manger, help keeping in perspective what Christmas is really all about. And then we have the Snoopy collection. My wife is a Snoopy fan. We have been collecting throughout our entire marriage Snoopy items, and we'll set out all the Snoopy Christmas things, and the Charlie Bound Christmas, we'll be able to set up those nativity scenes and push the button, and we'll hear the story again where Linus, for example, will will share the story to Charlie Brown. I know what Christmas is all about. And, and then he will tell the story and say, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be the sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. He looks at Charlie Brown when he finishes the story and says, That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. It's the amazing story of God loving us so much that God would actually intervene. 
You know, God created us to be in relationship with him. And, and when he did, he, he loved us so much. I'm reminded of, of when my children were born. You know, when a, when a child is born, the, the very moment the doctor places that child in your arms, you are head over heels in love with them. And we're told that when God created us, He fell in love with us. He fell in love with you. When when you were placed in the arms of God, He fell in love with you. And and yes, our our brokenness came in our lives. Sin came in our lives. We, We rebelled against God. But the beautiful thing about our faith is that God never gave up on you. He never gave up on me. And as a result, God, God intervenes. He puts on human form. He comes and lives among us. And then our God is willing to die for us. He dies on a cross for us. We wear these crosses around our necks. We hang them in our homes. We hang them sometimes from the mirrors in our cars. And again, if we're not careful, they'll become a symbol. But this is not a symbol for me. And and this is not a, a parable for me. This is our reality. That we have a God who loves you and me this much. That he actually died for us. I mean, recently there was a new candidate for bishop who then was elected and consecrated bishop who said, no, it's not important that we agree on who Christ is. Well, I disagree because the scripture says that God gave him the name that's above every other name. I, I think it really is important that we know who Jesus is and then that we share him. Because there are so many people in our world today that, that are looking, looking for someone. John Wesley actually said that we have nothing more to do than to save souls, so spend and be spent at this work. It's what we do as the people of God, as we share this good news of great joy, this message of our faith. One of the reasons then that I do what I do is I love then teaching this faith and teaching of this God and teaching of Jesus the Christ. And I love teaching this book. Now, this is not the Bible I normally carry on a Sunday morning. It's a little bit small and it's kind of worn out. As a matter of fact, the cover just comes right off of it. I've got to do a little bit of work on it, but it's my very first Bible. I mean, I grew up, we had Bibles in our house growing up. I grew up in a Christian family. But when you're the fourth of five kids, most of the time what you get is not new. And so there was a Sunday school teacher who gave me this one when I was eight years old. Her name was Mama Wilma, and she wrote in the front of it, it's to Terry Moore by Mama Wilma. I hope you will study and teach this book. I was this Bible. I I was given this in 1972 when I was only eight years old, and it's it's been my privilege and joy to present this book and to teach this Bible ever since. I mean, it is our faith. John Wesley, the forefather of Methodism, said that he was a man of one book. And, And we love and believe and study the Scripture as our 
our primary authority. This, we're not a book club. We're, it's a little deeper than that. This is not just a group of people that, that get together and read something and, and just talk about it and enjoy it. This is our faith. And we see this as a word of God for the people of God. It's why I love to teach the Scripture on Sunday morning. It's why I love to teach Bible studies. It's why I love when I see people go, wait a minute, and all of a sudden the, the, the dots start connecting, the picture comes into focus, they begin to see it. And then we join together as the people of God who've experienced Jesus Christ, and, and we share together this amazing book that He's given to us, and we studied and were reminded that, that God said, I'll be with you always. I, I will always be with you. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I'm here. That's, that's a God worth sharing, and it's a God worth hearing about and, and being able to go, yeah, that was the last thing that he said. I can turn over to Matthew 28, and, and I can read the promise where Jesus said, I'll, I'll always be with you. So whatever you're going through right now in your life, to know that Jesus is with you is vital. And then we have the privilege of being together as the church. As I shared with you, I, I need you. When, when people come in the door and, and they go, oh no, I want a hug, that's amazing because we're meant to be in community. As a matter of fact, the Scripture even tells us in Genesis that it's not good that we're alone, so God created us partners and people with whom to share life. It is such a privilege to, to share life with you and with one another and, and to be the church. We're called to be that physical presence of Jesus Christ. We're called to be the body of Christ, the, the hands and feet of Christ. And one of the things we do in this church is we talk about them, we're going to worship God with passion. I mean, we do that because we realize this, this God who so loves the world, He allows me to worship Him. And, and to know that I'm not perfect, but God loves me anyway. One of the things I love is when people say, the reason I don't go to church is the church is full of a bunch of hypocrites. My response to that is, well, duh, yeah, I'm in it. Of course we are. We're a people who know we're broken, that we're not exactly yet who God's calling us to be, and we're, we're trying to get there. And one of the reasons I worship God is because I have a God who loves me in spite of myself. And when I know that this is not a symbol but a reality, of course I want to raise my hands and I want to praise God. When I know that He loved me enough to die that I can be forgiven, of course I want to praise God. Worship's a part of who we are. To be in the presence of the Almighty, Holy God who's yet intimate in our lives, worshiping with you right now, is one of the greatest privileges of my life. And then we, we seek to grow in our faith and we, we study this word and we grow deeper into our faith to try to be the people that God is calling us to be. As I said, it's, it's not a book club that we're a part of. This is our faith in our life that helps determine this is who we are. It's our DNA. It's our, our being. 
So we study it together and we seek to grow to be the disciples, not just a people of head faith and heart faith, but then life. But this is, this is our life. And then we seek to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. There are so many people that are hurting in this world. It absolutely breaks my heart to think about those who are struggling. When I see the suicide rate of teenagers that's increasing, as I see people that are, are tied up in addictions that we, we get to work with and, and other people that are struggling because they're hurting so much, of course, I want to proclaim and share but there is good news. There's some really good news. That's what the word gospel means is good news. And I, let, me, let me share with you and walk with you. Because see, the last part of our mission statement is that we humbly serve God in love. Because when I look at you, or when I go out these doors and I see someone else, what I see is somebody that God loved so much that He knew you by name and died on a cross for you by name, rose again so that you by name can have life and wanted to be with you and for you to have life more abundantly. I mean, everyone out there that we see, and so when when we see somebody that's hurting, God sees that person hurting. And it breaks his heart because he loves them as much as he loves us. And part of our challenge then as the church is to reach out and to love them in the name of and on behalf of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I love being your pastor but more I love being the church with you, family with you, brothers and sisters in Christ with you. And it's all focused on who Jesus is. Because I remember when Jesus was asking the disciples, who do the people say that I am? They gave the answers. But then Jesus looked at his disciples and said, who do you say that I am? And it was Peter. It was Peter who spoke up and he said, I know who you are. In verse 16 of chapter 16, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus looked at him and said, blessed are you. I can build a church on that. And my goal, one of my goals in ministry as, as your pastor is to help you and everyone who hears to be able to look at God and go, I know who you are. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. But even more intimately, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Maybe... Maybe there's a reason the other stuff that I had just didn't seem to click. What I just shared with you sounds so basic, and it is. It's called foundation. It's the foundation of who we are, and it is a privilege being that with you. Will you pray with me? 
God, we are so grateful for your love and grace, and we are grateful for our faith, and we are grateful to be the church together. And God, sometimes we need to be reminded of of who are we and why do we do what we do. To be reminded, we're getting ready to go into Christmas, and it'll, it'll get so distracting with so many of the other things, but it's really about angels saying to shepherds in the field, we've got good news of great joy, and it's for, it's for all the people, and that includes all of us. And, and God, this is a message that you have for the world, for you so love the world. And, and God, there are so many people that are hurting in the world, people that are hungry in the world, people who are struggling in the world, and, and you call us to be your hands and feet, and it's a privilege to do that together in your name and on your behalf. So God, we pray that you'll help us to be the Christians and the disciples that you call us to be. And God, I pray, we pray, that together we'll be the church that you're calling us to be, proclaiming Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, studying together your holy word, and being the church that changes lives on your behalf. It's in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, we pray. Amen.